From the Indiana Daily Student in Bloomington, this is Posted, a guide to the week's top stories. Today is March 29th. I'm Jacob DiCastro. And I'm Lydia Gerke. Today we'll be talking about the end of IU's basketball season, the 4th Street parking garage, and Little 500. And later we'll be talking to news editor Caroline Anders about her story detailing sexual harassment allegations against County Commissioner Amanda March. The men's and women's basketball teams both saw the end of their seasons this week. The men's basketball team lost 73-63 to Wichita State University in the quarterfinals of the NIT Tuesday night at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. In his final college game, Juwan Morgan led the Hoosiers in scoring with 21 points, placing him 24th all-time on the IU career scoring list with 1,374 collegiate points. Playing in the NCAA tournament in Oregon, the women's basketball team lost 91-68 to the University of Oregon in the round of 32. Despite the loss, the team is hopeful. IU is only losing seniors Kim Royster and Grace Withrow and is returning a majority of players who led IU in scoring in minutes this year. The Hoosiers will also be adding four new recruits, two five-stars and two three-stars. Debate over the future of the 4th Street parking garage continued at Wednesday City Council meeting. The garage has been closed since January due to structural issues. In December, the City Council voted down the city's $18.5 million plan to demolish and rebuild the garage. Instead, it supported a slightly less expensive $1.1 million plan to repair it. The repairs, however, will only make the structure last another five years. After five years, the council would have to reassess the need for the parking garage. However, since December, the cost estimates to repair the garage have grown to $1.4 million. The city council did not reach a conclusion about what to do next. The 2019 Little 500 Spring Series is underway. With the lowest number of race entries since 1961, the 33 men's and 32 women's teams simply had to show up and ride during last week's qualifications to secure a spot in the race. In the women's race, Ski posted the top time of 2 minutes and 39.21 seconds. The team has been a top 10 Little 500 team since they were created in 2014. In the men's race, cutters will be on the pole for a second year in a row with a qualification time of 2 minutes 23.3 seconds, more than 6 seconds ahead of the runner-up. They'll be gunning for a little 500 win for the second year in a row. Individual time trials took place Wednesday. Teeter's Lauren Britt placed first in the women's ITTs with a time of 2 minutes 36.9 seconds. Xavier Martinez of the Black Key Bulls placed first among the men with a time of 2 minutes 22.09 seconds. This is the second time winning the men's ITTs. Missing out is scheduled for Saturday, although there is a chance of thunderstorms. Today we are talking with news editor Caroline Anders about her coverage surrounding County Commissioner Amanda Barge this week. Thanks for being with us, Caroline. Thanks for having me. First, can you start off by telling us who is Amanda Barge? So Amanda Barge is currently one of Monroe County's three county commissioners. Um, she's the commissioner for District 3. Um, and she, until a couple of days ago, was also a mayoral candidate. So she was challenging John Hamilton for the Democratic nomination. Mm-hmm. So the primaries coming up, uh, she was the other Democratic candidate. And can you tell us a little bit about the story that published on Monday? So the story that published Monday was about some allegations from a man who used to be a county contractor while Amanda Barge was county commissioner, clearly, which she still is. And in the story, he makes some allegations that he was sexually harassed in the workplace and outside of the workplace for more than a year while he worked 
um, directly with the Amanda Barge. So the allegations kind of range from him being asked out repeatedly to him being accused of different things in the workplace. Um, but that's the, the kind of the basis of the story. How did you find out about it? So I got an email tipping me off to call a family friend of Brandon Drake. Brandon Drake's the accuser in the story. Um, I got that email toward the end of January. And so I spoke with the family friend. I spoke with Mr. Drake for the first time. And then I was in close contact with Mr. Drake over the last two months. And when did you start to think that this is this was a story worth writing about? So, obviously, we get a lot of, of emails of people who say, oh, you should look into this, you know. And this seemed big from the beginning, but there's always the question of what's true, what's not, who can you trust? So, after the first time I talked to Mr. Drake, I was really interested in the story, but I felt like I needed talk to a few more people to feel really confident about it, to feel really solid about it. And as you can see in the, the body of the story, he had a lot of documentation of the allegations he's making. So we're talking texts, emails. He recorded some conversations between him and Amanda Barge. Um, so after the first time we talked, I asked him if I could see the documentation, and I started going through all of that. But I also was trying to talk to different people he interacts with on a day-to-day basis. We talked a lot about people who he told um, people who he told about the alleged harassment while it was happening just to have different people to kind of tie it down to so it wasn't just Brandon Drake says this happened this month. And what's been the response to the story? Like reader response to the story has been pretty positive. Of course, we've gotten some people not happy with the story or the reporting or saying we didn't do a thorough enough job, but it's been an overwhelmingly positive response so far. What does this mean for the um, primary election in May? So according to the Monroe County election supervisor, basically it's since Amanda Barge missed the deadline to withdraw from the primary, which was in early February, She can't actually withdraw from the race. Her name is still going to be on ballots that have already been printed. Um, However, if she were to get more votes than John Hamilton and win the primary, she has until July 15th at noon to withdraw from the general election. But it sounds like she would have to do that. So since her campaign is suspended, but she hasn't actually withdrawn from the race, um... If she were to win the primary, she would have to withdraw from the general election, and then the county and state would work together at that point to figure out what to do next and where to go from there. Do you know what's next for Amanda Barge? So she's told different media outlets that she's not planning on stepping down as county commissioner. Um, But there is a process in which she could be impeached if the state found that she committed a misdemeanor while in office, which it's not clear at all whether she did that. But she could be investigated and potentially impeached if they found that. Um, again, that's a really heavy like state-level process. Um, there's also some question of what's going to happen to her uh, social work license. She's a registered social worker. She owns her own practice, Amanda Barge Counseling. And some people 
in response to the story are calling for her to be investigated by the Board of Social Work. All right. I think that's all we have for you. Is there anything else you want to add to the story? I think the story really speaks for itself. So anyone who has questions about it or hasn't gone through it, go through, read the documents, um, and see what you think. And you can find that story at ideasnews.com slash barge. Thanks for being with us today, Caroline. Thank you. That's it for us on today's episode of Posted. Follow us throughout the week at idsnews.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at idsnews. This week's stories were reported by Dylan Wallace, Cameron Drummond, Lily St. Angelo, DJ Fesler, Phil Steinmetz, and Caroline Anders. Our music is by Matthew Waterman. I'm Lydia Gerke. And I'm Jacob DeCastro. Thanks for joining us.